everybody. I'm super excited to be moderating this panel on such an important topic as XR and the music industry with such legends in the field. I'm Julie Walsh, and I'm a Chicago-based independent curator of digital art, and I have been focusing on immersive technologies since 2016. But I've actually been in the art world for about 40 years as an artist, as a gallerist, as an, and also as an independent curator. Um, I recently curated uh, the NFT Biennial that traveled to nine different countries that Xinjiang Huang was also in. And um, my structure of my panel is going to be that first I'm going to introduce the panelists, and then I'm going to give an overview of the topic. And our panelists will also be giving their own presentations about XR in the changing landscape of the music industry. I would like to start with Maud Clavier, who is the COO of VR Room and has worked on events such as Venice VR Expanded, South by Southwest, and Jean-Michel Jarre's immersive concerts. She is currently helping VR Room with the development of its own entertainment platform. In addition, Ms. Clovier is also the president of the French Council of XR that includes nine associations of XR and around 600 companies in the field. Ms. Clovier has been working in the 360 and VR field since 2015. And after four years of directing her company, Clap and Zap Production, to create corporate 360 films, she decided to leave that initiative to focus uh, more on her creative process. In 2018, she directed her first docufiction in 360, Filamu, that received awards at several film festivals. Vivars, VR Days, Art House Asia, Aesthetica Short Film Festival. She subsequently worked with artists to enable them to do performances at museums and art centers. For example, the LU Theater in Nantes and Viking Project for My Urban Company, using various technologies, XR, IA, and holograms. Xin Chen Huang is a new media creator with backgrounds in art, design, engineering, and electronic gaming. His interdisciplinary projects use performance, mechanical apparatus, and algorithmic computations, and video installations. Mr. Huang has received numerous international nominations and awards for his VR artworks, and has exhibited in galleries, museums, and art fairs throughout the world, including the Venice Film Festival, Festival de Caen, South by Southwest, Taipei Fine Art Museum, the National Taiwan Museum of Fine Arts, the Shanghai Biennial, this is only a small section, uh, the Venice Biennial, uh, MoMA from New York, Louisiana, the Museum of Modern Art in Denmark, Ars Electronica Festival, Beijing 798, and the Herbert F. Johnson Museum of Art, Bryce Walkowitz Gallery in New York, and Transmedial in Germany and also the 404 Festival of Electronic Art in Argentina, among others. Another fun fact is Mr. Huang has appeared in America's Got Talent. He has collaborated with numerous artists and performers, including Laurie Anderson, and has an upcoming project with Jean-Michel Jarre, which you can see a preview here. You should all go see it, called The Eye and I. It's a uh, groundbreaking piece. And now I'm going to introduce Jean-Michel Jarre, I don't know, can we have Jean-Michel on the Zoom while I'm <coughs> introducing him? That would be great. 
I can see you, yes. Hello, Jean-Michel, we are, I'm introducing you. Jean-Michel Jarre Hello. is a composer, performer, producer, and cultural ambassador. He's continued to break new ground with his music and his mastery of creative innovation, such as in his early pioneering role in electronic music or his use of multi-channel audio technology and production, not to mention as well with his concerts and collaborations in VR. In addition to Mr. Jar's 22 studio albums and sales of more than 85 million worldwide to date, he also has numerous other accolades, such as being the commander of the Legion of Honor, the UNESCO Ambassador for Education, Science, and Culture, an unconditional defender of the planet and the environment, and the laureate of Stephen Hawking Medal for Scientific Communication. Throughout his career, Jar has some of the most has used some of the most iconic landmarks and UNESCO World Heritage sites around the globe for his creative, cultural, and environmental message. He has also set new Guinness World Records for live audience attendance at concerts in several emblematic locations. He was the first Western musician to be invited to perform ever in China and has pioneered the creation of concerts as immersive physical experiences at places like the Great Pyramids in Egypt, the Sahara Desert, the Forbidden City, and Tiananmen Square, Eiffel Tower, and the Dead Sea, and Al-Ula. And now I'm going to give you a brief overview of this topic, because I feel it will help structure our conversation later on. I think I may have you guys advance because it's... it's Anybody know who this is? This is Marshmallow. Okay. Maybe we When we talk about XOR or extended reality, I think we can divide this into two distinct categories. In the first, we can think of as site XR. For example, what are the possibilities that XR opens up for experiencing music in what I would call a site-specific way? Some recent examples include listening to music in a virtual arena concert, like, for example, this one in Fortnite produced by Epic Games with DJ Marshmallow in 2019 that had 10.7 million viewers. Uh, you can play the next out now, the funk soul brother. Check it out. Another example now. of the virtual the funk arena soul concept. brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Right about now. Slim's concert that's going to be shown in Engage. Um, this is another example of still what I would call XR being used um, in a virtual arena, but a different interpretation. You can ride cockroaches and ride sports cars and things like this. Or we could talk about an entirely constructed world like Jean-Michel Jarre's Oxymore concert in Oxyville last year. The concert had live stream VR in 2D, was also available in replay for a week, which had over 70
65 million viewers. The press made comments like, Oxymore demonstrates that immersive audio isn't just an extension of stereo. It is a genuinely new medium with infinite creative potential from sound on sound, or a revolution in sound by tech Technicart. I didn't mention the seminal concert Welcome to the Other Side by Jean-Michel Jarre, which was a live VR concert in a virtual Notre Dame. In a time when we were all in lockdown, that concert gave 75 million people a sense of connection and hope on New Year's Eve in 2021. Other possibilities, can you advance the slide, please? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Other possibilities for SiteXR are artistic collaborations, activations, master classes, and workshops in these virtual worlds. Another application for education in the music industry is Tribe XR DJ School, where students can learn how to use DJ equipment virtually so they can do virtual concerts, but also perform in-person concerts. And lastly, Site XR mode allows for global connections, even with emerging composers and musicians. The beauty of virtual worlds and a social web-based VR platform is they can be accessed in multiple ways, including computers, cell phones, and VR. Uh, next mm. slide, please. You can lower the sound a little bit. So the next category is something that I've invented called XVM, or Extended Virtual Mediums. This is a really important cat uh, category that we're going to talk in detail about. In this category, XR is treated as a medium onto itself. Some examples as it applies to music are sound sculptures, creation of specialized musical instruments that can only exist in XR, surround sound experience, and music created conceptually for the blockchain as opposed to just being sold using NFTs. This video excerpt is from a live performance in the artwork created by Claudia Hart and Kurt Penschleger with Matthew DeGant. And what's incredible about this is you see this green, uh, larger figure. That is actually the musical composer. And he is creating a live performance in this space. And the avatars that you see around are the audience from all around the world. And what's interesting about this is when he moves, the composer is moving in relation to the avatars, that avatar is having a very different experience of the music. And Kurt Henschlager had also created sound art in this space that was pre-existing. And so Matthew DeGant was actually having to do very much site-specific work because this site, this artwork was a site-specific piece. Um, as well as interacting with pre-existing sound art that was there. The audience did not want, they all wanted to stand still and sit like you guys are. Uh, they didn't understand. They could fly around, they could move around the composer, the avatar. For the opening launch of the NFT biennial in Istanbul at PSM Zorlu, several of the artists I curated created videos where music was key to their work. The artists made work for the blockchain using AI GANs and creating sonic environments with feedback loops. The artworks were exhibited in hybrid modes, such as on a 45-foot screen, on monitors, and in a social web-placed VR platform and in AR. Next slide, please. 
And here you can see uh, Xinqian Huang's piece, just an image of it, called Samsara, which I believe it premiered here at South By. This is in Istanbul. Um, this is another uh, view of another way that the artwork was exhibited. And there are headphones, so people can hear the music. And you can play this space. Artist and composer Matthew DeGant created this for this exhibition, programmed objects in virtual environments that self-generated their own musical landscape. The way he described it was as three people were in a forest together. Each of the three people, at the same moment in time, looks in a different direction. And although what they see looks different, it is actually still part of the same environment. In his piece, Three Simulations, the game engine uses a simple logic algorithm to tell a generative MIDI sequencer how to create sounds in response to the movement of those programmed objects. And meanwhile, the objects are actually moving in response to the sounds, which is creating a self-generating visual and oral feedback loop. Uh, can you advance to the next yes, slide? And this is the piece that I was talking about. We can't hear the sound, though. Huh? Yes. Alexander revolutionized music. Yeah, and I'm going to say that with us. How music can revolutionize. That's Jean-Michel talking. That's actually not the audio in the piece. So you can't hear the music in the piece. But Jean-Michel, we'd love to hear you talk anyway. Yeah. Can yes, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, that's okay. We'll move to the next slide. No, can you hear me? We can hear you, Jean-Michel. I'm in the middle of a presentation. I only have one slide, and then we're going to jump right into our conversation. This video by Portrait XO is another example of XVM for my upcoming international exhibition, Cadenza, at the Meet Digital Culture Show in Milan. Portrait XO's piece is a generative audiovisual composition. Her piece created the work by collaborating with her AI other self from the first single of her latest AI album, Wire. Portrait XO used a GAN to create her audio track, which was based on her singing combined with training 2A models to randomly generate imagery based on the following prompts of melting liquid, holographic waterfalls, robots, and black holes. This last example from my cadenza illustrates how the artist could use XR to create sonic environments in VR, referencing many musical genres from buto and popular Japanese folk music to the Punjab. Although other music genres include classical music, blues, experimental pop, and sound art. Truly, XR has helped artists across musical disciplines ex ex express themselves in new ways. Can you hear the audio at all? <coughs> we can. Uh, okay. Okay, that's okay. We will just move on then. Um, so, uh, Shin Chan, would you do the first presentation, and then Maud will be presenting to us? Okay. Uh, could you open the second presentation? <clears throat> um, thank you for coming. Um, my name is Xin Chen. I'm the VR director and the creator. 
So today I will just uh, share some of my thoughts about how the XR will revolutionize the music industry. So the second slide, please. Okay. So I think the music for me is the first art form that's uh, abstract, and uh, it has been invented for thousands of years. But I think when we introduce XR, it has a capability that to make abstract and uh, untangible music into uh, intangible, uh, into the tangible, and uh, we can touch it, we can feel it, we can grab it, and uh, with the force feedback uh, technology in the future, it can even have weight, or it can even have temperature, or and even we can uh, move it. Okay, uh, the next slide. So uh, I will show you a sequence of uh, video to show my idea. Okay, click on the uh, video to, to play it. Okay, so what you see right now is the, the work uh, I collaborate with Laurie Anderson. It's called Aloft. And in this uh, interactive VR piece, you can actually grab the object, and each object has sound and the story, so you can listen to it. Even when you uh, type, uh, and then the word will flow out of the typewriter, but you can grab the word. And I would like you to notice like the audience interaction. So they are uh, grabbing object, and then they can uh, detach the object, and the sound will also associate to it and make changes, so they can listen to different objects. Okay. Uh, next slide, please. Okay, and uh, could you play it? Yeah. Okay, so this is the uh, one of the thing in the eye and the eye, and which we create this uh, giant. Uh, sound sculpture, and you can attach different sound to it, and it will re react to different sound. Uh, could you uh, turn on turn up the volume? So right now, uh, this sound sculpture is attached to a modern sound. And then you can also grab the orb and then attach the uh, breathing sound to this sound sculpture. And one of the things I think is very important is that uh, our video format is only allowed up to 30 frames per second. But in the VR, you actually can go up to 120. And in this uh, really high frame rate, actually you can see like what, how the uh, image react to the sound more clearly. Uh, next slide, please. And play it, please. And in here, uh, actually each um, headset also have microphone. So here is that uh, the audience that can sing and then the device can create a sound sculpture uh, using the volume of the recording sound. And then he can use the controller to hit the object, and then it will play back the sound. 
It means that the uh, audience, they can share their recording and create this uh, all kind of abstract uh, sound sculpture. Okay, uh, next please. And when we have a sound sculpture, uh, please play. Okay. And we can expand it to a larger scale. So instead of just a sound sculpture, it could be a sound environment. And then every pixel in this uh, sound environment can react to the sound. So this is also the eye and eye, uh, one of the things. And uh, you can actually fly into this uh, sound environment. For example, like this one is uh, using the uh, last judgment. Uh, So um, one of my uh, two collaborators, I always feel that uh, I owe the, uh, owe the uh, inspiration to them. Is, uh, one is uh, Laurie Anderson, and one of his uh, thoughts is that uh, technology is like the campfire around which we tell our stories. And another one is uh, John Michel, and he's thinking about uh, the soundscape could be like a forest, and it have a lot of different sounds. So I will show you what it means uh, in the next slide. Uh, next, please. So please play the video. So this, uh, what you see is the uh, uh, chalk room uh, that uh, I created with uh, Lori. And you can see this is uh, like a huge environment, but we embed like uh, hundreds of different sounds in this environment. And with the, the glowing uh, cube visual, when you're attracted by those uh, visuals and fly toward this, uh, this spot, then you can start to hear the sound. So it's kind of like uh, what John Michel talking about the uh, forest analogy is that in the forest, you have like uh, millions of sound source. And when you're being attracted by certain sound source, you just follow it and then uh, it will become occupy the sound escape, become the main sound source. Okay. So I think this is uh, kind of the uh, conclude uh, my thought on the, uh, how XR could uh, revolutionize the, X, uh, the music industry. Uh, so if we go to the next slide, okay. So imagine that, uh, can we embrace music or can music caress us? I think with the force feedback, with the XR, we actually make this abstract uh, music into a physical one. And can we wear the music like a, uh, like a dress? And can we build a city on rock and roll? This is kind of straight off the, uh, the lyric. And can we create our avatar with music? And can we live in the music? Uh, so the final slide is that maybe one day we can just say, hey, Siri, 
imagine uh, I want to create a northern den uh, of sound that's uh, created by Zhang Michel and uh, Gaudi with a firework of palms uh, made by Shakespeare in the style of Van Gogh. And I wanted to perform by uh, Berlin Philharmonica. And then I want to invite, invite all my friends and uh, I want to have a party with them. So uh, that's concluding uh, my presentation. Thank you. Maud, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, you can go ahead on the video, Shinchen. Uh, oh, I don't know. before seeing the virtual images. <laughs> can see that at Vroom we do virtual worlds for music, for festivals, for mainly cultural uh, events. But of course then I'm going to focus on the musical side. What is, um, so we have built many virtual worlds in different platforms before creating our own. As you see in this trailer, there has been many worlds built in VRChat, in Roblox, and Gage, and other platforms. Uh, they are few images of the concert we have done with Jean-Michel Jarre that has been key for us to learn a lot of things about how a music concert works in the virtual reality world. We only do social experiences, so we do online and social uh, performances. We are very focused on the, the artist and how the artist is seen by the audience. So. We worked on approximately 30 different types of projects and I'm just going to give you a few, few thoughts of what has been a revolution to me for the musical industry. The first thing that strikes my mind is the rehearsal part of things because when you go in real life in a venue and you are an artist, you need to do all your setups, your scenography and the camera settings. It takes, you only have three days approximately approximately to set up everything. It goes very fast and the people filming, they try their best with the limitation of the location. And what is great with a virtual reality world is once you have built your 3D environment, uh, you have an avatar to rehearse that you can put before the artist performs for real, or you can put a sample of a rehearsal, and then you can set a very complex camera settings, and you can set up a very complex staging and change it and really rehearse until you find what you want artistically. So that's a, a great thing. I had a lot of fun personally filming in VR, setting the drones and the fixed ones to showcase concerts. That's why we are also specialized at Room at building concert for the virtual reality format, but then to do flat broadcasting for videos that are seen a lot, because for now, not everyone does have a VR headset and it's important to do um, 
an output that is very compelling and dynamic because if you just put one camera, it seems really boring <laughs> because the graphics are not super high yet. The other things that is a revolution in the performing industry is the location you can play. As you saw with Jean-Michel Jarre, we had two very different experiences. The first one was in Notre Dame de Paris. It was a more classical staging with a real light designer doing the light setting, so it has a real live uh, vibration, but in a location that is not accessible, so it has this magic. And with Oxymore, it was more an ex exploratory uh, world, open world, with each song has a different district, so it was a mix between a music experience and a gaming experience. You can have very hybrid formats, and you can basically perform anywhere and imagine um, a custom world for the artist. As we know, music artists has most of the time a strong visual identity and we can reflect that in the environment where they're playing. Then it changes everything on how the artist is represented. It, we have tested several technologies in rooms, so the one we use the most is motion capture. We design an avatar for the artist and there you can have multiple choices. Either you do an avatar that is close to the artist's image, looks a little bit like him. It won't be like a perfect representation because we are not there yet in terms of technology, so a bit cartoonish. We have tried something with a, a Kinect camera, so it does somehow have a videogrammetry effect, but we need to add a layer of glitch to make it look good because if you try to capture uh, a real image of someone and put it in the 3D world, it looks a bit awkward. So we add artistic effects. Um, so it's very interesting for the artists also to be able to change their appearance during their concert. Either they look them, like themselves, they can have very artistic avatars, they can be dragons and fly, I mean, they can be very creative about the, how they are represented themselves. Then there is also the audience, how the audience is represented. It can depend on the platform because every virtual platform has different types of avatars. But for example, for the first concert of Jean-Michel Jarre in Notre Dame, we decided to have a VIP instance, so a place we choose the people we invite because we couldn't have carrots and donuts avatar in the broadcast for TV, as VRChat is a platform where you can choose a, a large amount of typology of avatars. So you, you can also control the, the, how your audience is dressed, so it's really funny. And um, other revolution for the music industry is everything about the effects, because in real life you can have screenings, you ha can have mapping, but in virtual worlds you can also have flying 3D objects. You can improve the scenography with very uh, unlimited creativity. So I want to, to tell you that yes, um, it's really a revolution for the music industry in terms of creativity then it's still an early, early industry for So in terms of monetization, we have a few examples, but there are still a few of them. But uh, we are sure it's a, it's a growing one, and um, there's plenty of things to, to explore. Okay, great, thank you very much. Uh, Jean-Michel, do you want to talk to us a bit, or shall we just jump into our questions? Yeah, absolutely, and, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to show you anything, but uh, but sharing uh, uh, more sharing some uh, some comments. And, and first of all, thank you uh, to South by Southwest and you, Julie, to have organized a panel focused on on music and on sound, because uh, I would say that if the topic of this uh, of this um, uh, panel is how XR will revolutionize the music industry, we could also say and tell and ask ourselves 
if uh, how uh, music will uh, and could revolutionize XR. I mean by this that when we are talking about uh, uh, immersive worlds and XR, everybody, most of the time, uh, you, we are talking, we are thinking about uh, visual worlds. And actually, as we know, human beings, uh, for human beings, the visual field is 140 degrees and uh, the uh, audio field is 360 degrees. On day-to-day -day life, you have sounds all over you. So if, if, uh, if I say, I can say for, for musicians, and, and uh, they, they are going to be at the center of the game in the next uh, few months and, and starting tomorrow, and, and starting really uh, uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the development of, um, of all the uh, immersive technique. I mean by this that, uh, you know, until for centuries, our relationship for, uh, 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 with music as musicians have been frontal, like a painter in front of his canvas. Uh, when, when you compose for a symphonic orchestra, you visualize the violins, the strings on one side, the percussions on, in the center, and uh, the, the woodwinds or whatever, in, uh, and, and breath on, on, the, on the other side. Uh, when you are in studio, you have speakers in front of you. When you are in concert, you have the orchestra, the PA system in front of you. So we have this kind of flat frontal relationship with music. And actually, stereo doesn't exist in, uh, in nature. When I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you in mono. When uh, a bird is singing, uh, is singing in mono. And it's our environment and our ears as human beings which are creating uh, the uh, perspective in audio. The, the beauty and the great, the great opportunity with XR is actually you can actually suddenly think and compose and conceive music in 360 degrees. And that is a total game changer. I'm not talking about the fact that uh, at the moment, you have a lots of music produced in stereo and then specialized in, uh, in 360. But the idea that from scratch, and it has been the, the case with uh, uh, this uh, last pro uh, project of mine, uh, Oxymore, when from, from scratch, from day one, I composed and conceived the, the music in 360 by placing objects all around, all around me, exactly the way you do it in XR. And there is a, a, a common grammar between the 360 uh, degrees composition for musicians and the, the possibility of, of, of XR. So I would say that even both medium are more, most, uh, more than ever totally interdependent. We know that for quite a while and in my, in my own career, at a very early stage I've been uh, interested to involve uh, uh, visual technology and visual techniques uh, to, to, express my, to express my music and to perform my music. Now it's becoming a classic. But it means, it's, it says that technology these days is allowing us to actually, even for, for musicians, to be involved in the scenography in EXA even more and, and to democratize tools of, uh, of uh, uh, creating immersive worlds. I mean, now for, for for years, we have been used to produce, to record, to compose, and even to distribute our music from our bedroom, from our living room. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be possible to create your, your own scenography, even today. We can start to, uh, uh, even if, uh, if we are still at the early stage of, um, of uh, VR and XR, uh, we, can, uh, we can imagine, create our own scenography for our own performance, even for young artists. And uh, 
what is important is actually also it's uh, the social aspect of uh, for musicians to uh, I will I would say push the boundaries of uh, of the uh, of, of of the audience of their audience the fact that uh, it, it could be in a, in a live performance it's what happened uh, uh, what I mean Maud was referring and, and Julie you were referring about the, the concert uh, I've done with uh, Room. Uh, for the uh, in a virtual Notre Dame, I was actually in a studio with my instruments, so I was playing really with my instruments in the physical world. But at the same time, I was in front of a public of avatars. And what was very important to to to, uh, to understand for for performers and for musicians is suddenly avatars are not just puppets; they are actually digital twins of the real audience, and with no latency. You can you can feel the reaction of a, of of a, of a virtual audience, which actually is exactly the same the same feeling as performing in front of a real audience, because it is a real audience. Just it's a, it's they are just the, the digital version of each individual, as we know. And you know, I can tell you that after five minutes performing, I was sweating, I was nervous, or enjoying the reaction of the of the audience. And and this is something what. Uh, uh, what is, of course, a total new, uh, a, 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 to, to, a total new situation for, for a performer on stage. The fact that in the same room you can have somebody uh, in Brazil, in Beijing, in uh, Los Angeles, in Paris, in uh, Taiwan, in London, and they're all sharing the same moment at the same time. So it's a fantastic opportunity for a musician to uh, uh, share his music or her music. Uh, with uh, some people who are isolated for uh, geographic reasons, for social reasons, or for or people who have uh, uh, who are isolated for for because of the handicap, and they can they can uh, suddenly join uh, join shoulders against shoulders an, an event with uh, everybody else. I just would like to tell you a very short anecdote about what happened uh, one of the with one of the performances we we did with Oxymore recently. At the end of the of the concert, I went into the uh, uh, that I uh, I did uh, in the physical world. I I went into the uh, uh, Oxyville, Oxymore, the, the city, the music city we, we created for 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 this project, and uh, lots of people were there, and uh, we were discussing and having Q and A's and sessions and all that. And one girl was uh, was very excited, asking lots of questions, and so. At, at, after a while, I said, "So, who are you? Why are you where are you coming uh, from?" She said, I'm, I'm, "I'm from UK. I'm from Manchester." And I discovered this, that that uh, this uh, girl was uh, tetraplegic; she was paralyzed, and for, it was the first time that she was able to to attend to a concert and to dance all night. So, this is also this. I would like to just point out uh, uh, for this uh, uh, during this session the poetic. The social aspect of XR and VR. VR XR is not just another, another technological tool for uh, geeks. It's a it's a new way to share uh, emotions, to share feelings with a broader audience. And for a musician, it's a, of course a unique opportunity to to also create in a totally different way. Because actually, suddenly, the fact that you, you can say, "Okay, I'm going to create a sound or uh, one piece of my arrangement behind my head." And I'm going to try to make this uh, sound traveling from the back of my head to the right side in front of me. I mean, these kind of things you could you could 
uh, you could dream about this for for decades. The pain, uh, since I, I, I started my uh, my career, all, I always was dreaming about this. But now I can do this, and at the same time I can also conceive or conceive with a team of graphic artists the all the visual environment with it. And this is something that uh, I think is a, is a, is for me absolutely a, a total game changer. And I will end uh, my my comments with the, the fact that. Also, uh, lots of everybody's talking about uh, virtual reality, and uh, it's, uh, everybody's talking about that. Lots of concerts are uh, so far preconceived uh, and pre-recorded uh, uh, performances uh, in uh, existing video games, such as uh, Fortnite, for instance, and, and all that. I'm personally as a as a musician and a uh, very, uh, very excited and very involved, and especially with all what I've done with Vroom in in the in the, in the live event. The beauty of being live in the in the metaverse in XR is something that's going to change the way to produce, to compose, to uh, to uh, for touring, and uh, we'll have a new uh, a new ecosystem of sound engineers, of musicians, of uh, producers, of uh, uh, touring agents. It's an old new ecosystem in front of us, and I think that young artists and young musicians these days are very lucky to, to uh, live uh, these days and, and these disruptive, disruptive uh, moments. I think that, you know, I've been lucky to, uh, in, my, in my own career, to uh, uh, live three disruptive moments. Uh, the first one was the beginning of electronic music when I, when I started, uh, with no references, so I had to uh, uh, to create my own uh, style. The second one, of course, was the emergence of uh, digital, the digital era and computers. And the, three, the third one, maybe the most important one, is the, emer emer uh, the emergence of immersive worlds. And uh, I think that for artists, these disruptive moments are always fantastic opportunities to, uh, to create styles and new styles. And in music, as we know, technology dictating styles are not the reverse. It's because, uh, uh, you know, Viva, uh, we invented the, the violin that uh, Vivaldi did the music he did uh, because we uh, invented the camera that we had uh, Tarantino or Jean-Luc Godard. And, uh, and it's because today we have XR tools that we are going to create the, the style, the hip-hop, the rock, the electro and uh, techno of tomorrow. Thank you, Jean-Michel. I think for uh, my first question for our panel is... Uh, what economies and platforms and distribution models will arise if streaming services have already led us to thinking of the playlist rather than the album, what will XR do? What's a mainstream, mainstream recorded song going to mean anymore? Will it be spatial surround sound for listening in a metaverse platform? Will it be generative sound, environment, or something else? Well, deep question. <laughs> um, I feel there's plenty of questions in the questions. Um, so on the sound, sound aspect, I'm not going to answer too much because my expertise is more on the performing and visual side of things. But it's um, the revolution about the business model is going to be a bit like the live event industry. So for now, we are 
willing to have a live event industry in the metaverse to sell tickets, to sell merchandising, to have sponsoring. But as it takes time to build communities in a new platform, especially for us, because we just launched our first concert the 10th of January this year. So we plan to have a few months of a freemium access to different uh, concerts we have built so far. A future concert we are building and over time when people will be addicted to the platform then they will be willing to pay but it's funny because many people think also uh, VR is a limitation um, like are people really willing to buy a headset to go there but I discovered with Jean-Michel that uh, hardcore fans do exist we bring people from a Facebook pa pa fan page of Jean-Michel to a discord channel where we explain to them the whole process of going to VRChat, create accounts, then we bring them into the platform VRChat and explain to them how to create an account, an avatar, then they joined a host to attend the Oxymore concert. So Jean-Michel was playing it live for 250 people and we were playing it virtually for 250 people, split it in various rooms of 50 people. And uh, it was amazing to see that many people bought a headset for that and now I see the same fan of Jean-Michel dancing on with our new artist we have produced on the 10th of January and even the girl Jean-Michel was talking about was super dancing in the in our production of the 10th of January with the trap artist who does, does twerking so it has nothing to do with Jean-Michel Jarre so it's quite funny to see <laughs> the move from the fans from a type of artist to another so I really believe in the um, in the fan base of artists to move the uh, the economical model of the platforms Jean-Michel? Yeah, I think, um, of course, the, uh, the economy of, uh, for, for the music industry and uh, in, in, a, in the VR world is going to be uh, crucial. And uh, we should avoid the fact that uh, uh, to repeat the same mistakes like at the beginning of the internet, where suddenly uh, uh, authors and, uh, and composers were almost erased of the digital cage. And, uh, and this, this uh, I see in the development, in the emergence of XR, the, the opportunity to, uh, 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 to reinforce and to enhance the, the importance of intellectual property and the, the importance of the value of uh, crea creativity and creation in, in music and also for graphic artists. I think it's absolutely crucial. And uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's some, like Maud was saying, some people are not hesitating to uh, uh, invest a few hundred bucks for uh, uh, for headset, but should be reluctant to pay uh, one or two dollars for uh, listening to a piece of music in uh, in XR. Mm. This can't be possible. It has to be organized. We have to we have to uh, build a new ecosystem for for uh, for the economy of uh, uh, in, in XR for, for for musicians performances, the monetization, of course, of live performances, but also the content, because you have a lot of uh, musicians, for instance, who are not interested to be performers. They just compose their music, and, and they, can, they can have their music being, being used in XR environments. That has to be organized. We are, at the moment, in the dark age of, uh, of XR. Uh, we still have uh, uh, lots of uh, technical pro uh, progress to do, but I think there is also an ethic around the, uh, the economy of, uh, of uh, the music industry into the XR world, which is very important to organize uh, uh, sooner rather than later. 
Thank you. Um, another question, uh, Shin Chan and Jean-Michel. I would love if you could talk to everybody about your collaborative process for the I and I, because I feel that this is really a great example of this new concept that I'm calling extended virtual mediums. Uh, okay. You, you want me to start or yeah? yeah. Well. Yes. Yes. No, I, I just I would like to maybe to start a comment before giving the floor to Xin Chen. Uh, first of all, to uh, to say um, how honored I'm, I feel being I mean working with uh, for me one of the greatest artists of the uh, of the XR world. I mean I have a. Uh, I mean, I, you know, lots of, uh, very often you have uh, in, in XR, the level of creativity, the quality of the graphics and the, the content and the, the approach is uh, rather average, I would say. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm not particularly excited by, by lots of things I, 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 uh, I see as I experiment. In the case of, uh, of, um, of Xinjian word, the, the, the creati his creativity, his talent and his his very specific style is absolutely unique. And uh, when uh, we started to decide to work together, uh, Xin Tian told me, so what can, do you have any idea about uh, what we could, uh, we could do together? And I, I went with this idea that, uh, uh, of uh, surveillance, the idea that, because uh, I, I was in, in, uh, in uh, I'm, I'm not going to be too long about, about, about this, but I, I met a few years ago uh, uh, Edward Snowden, and I even did a, a piece of music with him uh, where he was talking on, on, the, on the music. And uh, I was very fascinated by this uh, relationship we have with surveillance, with CCTV, and, and, and then this discussion started with uh, uh, this direction, the idea that uh, human beings are, are obsessed by control, by surveillance, the, the fathers controlling his uh, kids or the, the boss of a company surveying the, uh, I mean, controlling uh, his um, uh, workers or the reverse, and also the relationship we have with religion, with the eye of God, so on and so forth. And when we started to talk about this, and Sintian uh, uh, started to, to create this amazing world, which is the eye and eye, and I hope that you, you will be able to uh, uh, experiment it. Uh, Soon, of course, we are, we are still uh, working, in, uh, and especially in uh, music. He started by by putting so, using some demos of uh, uh, of of, of uh, my music, and and from which I would develop the immersive uh, immersive uh, world. And it's a uh, it's a constant uh, uh, it's a constant surprise to explore all the possibilities we can offer that Sintian world can offer to me as a musician. Shinchan, can you talk a little bit about this process? Because I feel like it's a very difficult thing to have a balance between great music and great art in XR. Yeah, I, I think uh, what we try to achieve is that uh, to challenge if a really cool music concert, um, I would call it like a private music concert, because in uh, the I and I, you are kind of alone in this uh, panopticon. But also, when you enjoy the John Michel's music, uh, at the same time, you uh, go through a storytelling of something that we all think that's very important, which is the civilians uh, in the modern days. 
And we don't just want to tell you like this is a bad thing uh, or this is a terrible thing that the big company is like watching us and also the country. But also we want to uh, show you the history of the civilians and why do we go to this stage. Uh, so, so I think this is a, a really uh, fun process that we uh, read a lot of articles and the research. And uh, so this is really dense uh, on this, uh, on the VR experience. And uh, I'm so grateful that John Michel give us uh, a lot of inspiration that when we kind of like stuck in certain po point, and I think he's a, uh, uh, knowledge and uh, experience like bring us forward. Uh, so, so I think this uh, what we create is really unique. It's like a concert, but with the storytelling quality. Well, I have many more questions that we could talk about, but we're also running out of time for audience questions. I'm wondering if the audience has any questions for us. If not, I'm going to continue with my questions. Yes. Yeah, my question is about um, dancing. Use the mic. Use the mic. Thanks. <laughs> my question is about dancing. I, I enjoyed the I and I piece, and my inspiration was to get up and move and dance. And I was nervous to do so because, for a lot of reasons, also in in the kind of semi-public space. But I just wonder about uh, from a content creator standpoint, physically dancing, and also just from, the, from a musician standpoint, creating dance music. How are you approaching that, and, and what are some of the concerns and also the excitement about creating dance music in that space? So if I can answer this first, we're very dependent on the motion capture technology. So most of the time we uh, are with a suit. There is also LiDAR system, but the LiDAR, the less you are tracked. So if you want to be really tracked, you have a whole combination suit and you can dance with them. Of course, you sweat faster than when you have no suit. But uh, you can really be well tracked. For now, most of the time, there is a little bit of cleaning time after, the, after you have been captured to dance. Of course, there is a lot of live also performances, but um, you can also dance with a yeah, more lighted system, but it tracks you less well. But the dancing also, what we are doing is uh, what we call NPC, non-player characters. Sometimes we pre-record some movement on them to have a crowd of dancers behind the real one performing live. But there's plenty of things to invent in the dancing uh, industry, and I'm very fascinated by that as well. Um, I have met also people with emotes, like on their <coughs> avatars, they can click and break dance without break dancing in real life. Have met some pole dancers in virtual reality, so there's really a lot to, to build in that space. And I hope to be a pioneer in that with Room. Any other questions? <coughs> yeah, actually, two questions. One is about collaboration. I think that could be uh, for a VR Room or Jean Michel, or about uh, how do you see XR enabling global collaboration among musicians or like producers, singers, all kinds of skills related to music. And the other one is about uh, business model as well. Uh, what do you see as being the like, biggest revenue driver or growth driver for this kind of implementation? And how do you see the rights flow of that? Uh, there's a lot of question in the question again. <laughs> uh, 
I allow myself yeah. to answer. Maybe Jean-Michel, you want to add something after, but for the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jean-Michel, if you want. Yeah, no problem. I, I, I think that uh, what's, what's exciting with XR is a, 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 more than a, a lot of situation for a musician, a collective work, a teamwork. I really enjoy, I, I'm really enjoying working with uh, uh, dev, developers, uh, and, uh, and sound engineers. I mean, to create a, a new team of, uh, not only of uh, technicians or engineers, but also uh, on the creative side, I mean, create a kind of commando for producing an XR project. And uh, this, uh, and the, the, the fact that, uh, of course, during the, during the COVID, we all learned uh, even more how to, uh, to be like I am today, unfortunately, because I'm not physically with you and, 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 and there virtually. Uh, to, to be used to, to use this kind of uh, new, uh, uh, new language and new way of communication, which, which actually works quite well for XR. And uh, I think that the, 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 I mean, to answer to your question, the, the, the teamwork for XR is probably for musicians, on a musician point of view, even stronger and even more essential and more necessary than, uh, than in, uh, in, uh, in real life. And, uh, yeah, it's true mode that... Or, or mode or... Sure. In um, you can accept the second question, if you want. Sure. Just to bounce back on this one, it's true that it's even more a global team than in the cinema industry. You know, in cinema, we already have the light designer, the cameraman, and a huge team. In VR, is even more, because you have the video game team, like the 3D artist, developer, and so on. So it really needs to be a super collaborative and dynamic. And for the business model, for now, we think the one that will work for all platforms, so it's personal and everyone has different choices, will be the same as events, selling tickets, merchandising, and sponsoring, having like brands uh, paying for the, the experiences. For example, once we did a, a placement of product inside a virtual world, a Volkswagen car, and you could jump in and fly around the world. So that's a brand activation that is pretty cool and they're willing to pay that to cover the cost of uh, virtual experiences. Then you have many platforms that are making other choices that are more in the Web3 industry with the cryptocurrency, NFTs, uh, but those are more experimental for now in the music entertainment industry, but of course, at some point, they will merge altogether. I don't know if you want to add something. We have. Do you want to add something? Uh, yeah, I, I think also I will add that uh, to be collaborating in the metaverse, I think it's not only like purely uh, virtual, but I would expect that we can combine the physical world and with the virtual world. So the physical chef, the physical dancing club, and you can combine it uh, with the XR technology. So something that's uh, like what we really uh, time consuming or cost a lot of money to build, we can build it on in the metaverse and test it. But if let's, uh, we want to really touch something and we want to smell it, then we can build it on the physical part. Yeah. We have time for one last question. Okay, it's not going to be the best one, but for someone that loves music, but I'm not tech savvy, can you just explain in simple terms, what is making music, what is like making music in the metaverse and how do you go about it? or in XR environments. Thank you. That was actually what I was asking about when I was asking uh, Jean Michel and uh, Shin Chan about their collaborative processes to explain a little bit more about that for people who don't have a background in technology. Because 
For me, I find it really fascinating. Uh, I think that, you know, every project is specific. I mean, working with uh, uh, Xinjiang is, very, very, is a very special experience because the, 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 uh, it's, uh, we are not like in a live performance situation, but more uh, where we, we are developing an old world, uh, like, uh, I don't like the, the reference, but to, to, make, to make me clear, uh, like a, a kind of a super soundtrack somehow. Uh, where, where we, we, we are building uh, the, the music at the same time and uh, at the same time as the, the, the world is progressing. And uh, uh, th this, is, this is something special. And, and when in, a, uh, in, a, in an EXA situation, most of the time, it's also the idea that uh, uh, the idea is, is we have to find your own limits. I, I, I'm a great believer in limitations. I think the, 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 the problem with technology sometimes is technology makes you believe, or people uh, selling technology want to make you believe that technology is solving everything and there, there, that uh, there is no limitations. And as artists, we, we need limitations. We need uh, limits is where we can just hijack and twist and finding accidents to try to, to create our, your own style. So uh, what's great at the moment is because we are still in, at the beginning at the... Uh, uh, almost dark age of uh, of, um, of XR, uh, which is quite exciting, is actually we, we have to find solutions to invent and to create solutions step after uh, uh, step after step. And this is what I'm doing even at the moment because I'm still working on the uh, the music at the moment for uh, for uh, the I and I, and to try to find and to push the boundaries of how I can surprise myself and and thinking in in a different way. And this is very, of course, very exciting. Maybe if I can complete uh, the answer, I would say there is different typology of exp experiences. So the one they have done together is a virtual reality piece when you are alone inside of it. You discover different virtual worlds with pre-recorded music. You have other types of experience that are social, like the one I was more speaking about, concerts. So there is plenty of avatars inside the virtual world and an artist performing live. And, um, other, I had another one in mind, I forgot already. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> you have different... Uh, the third one is about people making music in the metaverse, because it seems to be your answer. So either the artist is performing live with his instrument and they're somehow duplicated in the virtual world, like Jean-Michel did with the Notre Dame. He had his real instrument, real recorded and input in the virtual world. Or either you have some application that are other application when you can create music directly in the virtual world. But it's something else. We haven't talked about this topic. So yeah, music in metaverse is a large topic. <laughs> and Shinchan, do you want to respond also? Um, yeah, I think um, the, uh, well, when we start using the digital application to create music, um, it's a transformation. It's like, for example, uh, in the old days, you had to really good at the keyboards or you had to be really good at drums. But now, it's like you can transform your skill. For example, if I am very good at painting, that's an application that can transform painting into music. Or if I'm really good at just like click and then dragging and then uh, mixing the music, then that's also an application like the, for the DJ. So I think 
the metaverse and the VR, the benefit of it is that it will let you to uh, break your talent. You don't need to be like a traditional musician, like you must to have that skill. You can find like what, what kind of scale you have, and then you can find a profit software that transforms that scale into making music. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, I just want to thank um, my wonderful panelists for uh, being in our panel today and the audience. Um,